Welcome to Manufacturing Tomorrow, focusing on advanced manufacturing innovations, solutions, and partnerships that exist in our region now and in the future. Hello there, you are listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host for this segment. Today we are speaking with Peg Pennington, Executive Director of the Center for Operational Excellence at The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business. In her role as Executive Director, Peg works closely with member companies, managing and coordinating problem-solving consultations, site visits, and best practice knowledge sharing. She is closely involved in new member recruitment and planning for seminars and forums. In addition to her role with the Center for Operational Excellence, Peg is a senior lecturer at the Fisher College of Business Department of Management Sciences. She joined Fisher in 2000 from Emerson Network Power, where she was manager of financial planning and analysis. As a senior lecturer at Fisher, Peg teaches Lean Enterprise and Six Sigma and also serves as a coach and faculty member for the college's Master of Business Operational Excellence degree program. Peg, welcome. Thank you, Catherine, for having me here today. I also would like to add that the Center for Operational Excellence is our podcast's primary referral service for guests. So thank you very much for that. We like bringing uh, our speakers to a broader audience. So thanks for the opportunity for us to share. It works well for, for us as, as well. Tell our listeners a little bit more about the Center for Operational Excellence's mission. Uh, what, what do you see as your impact on member companies? Well, first and foremost, I like to think of the Center for Operational Excellence as a community of learners. So there's a broad member list of uh, 40 companies that come from a variety of industries. And within those companies, people are coming from the uh, traditional build side of the world where you've seen Lean, you've seen Six Sigma, but we also have people that are coming from the upstream process. So they're thinking about... Uh, product and process development, as well as the connection points, you know, throughout the supply chain. So that's where we find uh, a lot of our members have problems. I, I think, uh, you know, that things work well with within, you know, your manufacturing setting or maybe within product and process development. Um, and things break down during those handoffs, you know. So we like to, to focus on our efforts um, on the handoff. So again, it's a, it's a wide-ranging cl collaboration, you know, that extends through the supply chain. So, you know, our interest is in making your uh, product and processes, your supply chain, you know, faster, more efficient, and developing problem solvers within that uh, community. I think if you ask uh, most leaders today, what do they want in their in their people? You know, they want problem solvers, you know, and they want um, people that are going to learn and adapt quickly and to be able to build problem solving processes. And you work with companies on best practice operational excellence tools uh, to integrate into their daily operations. Uh, what are uh, you, you spoke of some of the issues? What are some of the common issues that companies bring to you? Typically, they're going to start with, uh, we want to make a process faster, okay? We want to have have better quality within that, or we want to make our supply chain more efficient. 
But really to do that, you kind of have to step back because this is about building a culture within your organization and you have to have a systematic approach. So having a more efficient supply chain or better quality or reduced lead time, that's going to be the result of um, a systematic approach to you know, having rapid learning cycles within your organization. What, what great companies do is learn quickly. You know, so they're going to put a strategy, but within that strategy, they have to have processes in place where they can learn quickly. Is that strategy working? Is are we outpacing our customers? And to do that, to me, that's the the lean system, and it's not the lean manufacturing system. I call it the lean management system. You know, because that system has to be in place in the entire organization. And if you have that lean system in place and in your entire organization you're going to see right away, you're going to have a, a system of, of daily metrics that roll up to, I would say, almost lagging indicators, you know, and to, to have the system, you can adapt rapidly and say, this process is working, this process is not. I made an improvement and that improvement uh, improved our setup reduction. And if we improve our setup reduction in our manufacturing facility, well, that means that we can produce more more quickly and we can better match supply and demand. You know, really good things happen when, when you put that system in place. And there's also that reduction of waste. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But to, you know, to get to that is really about uh, leadership engaging with the organization and, and trying to put a holistic system in place. I, I think companies sometimes come at it and they pick um, – and I hate when people talk about tools, but they'll pick a tool out of the cabinet and say, oh, we have to standardize work or 5S or TPM. And all, all of those things are great, but they have to be nested together in this complex organization. And the associates that are in that system, they have to understand the why, you know. Um, why is better housekeeping safer? Why does that help us reduce lead time so that that creates the employee engagement? Um, I think that's something that is, is really critical. A lot of companies today would say, my employees are, are not engaged in this problem-solving process or they're coming to work and they're not engaged. And the lean management system is a, is a system that says you have to go down to where the work is done, and we call that GAMBA, you know, so we want to go to where the work is done and engage people in the problem-solving process. So our education, our events, you know, what we're trying to do is uh, expand, you know, the um, companies that know about this system and, and why would they want to adopt this, this lean management system throughout their supply chain. And it's really dependent on the company. I mean, you really do focus on the culture. Absolutely. So every company is going to be unique. You know, we have process companies. We have job shop companies. Um, so whether it's discrete manufacturing, whether it's continuous improvement, whether it's a process industry food. And then even, you know, we look at insurance companies or, or healthcare systems. Um, everybody's journey is going to be a little bit different. You know, you might need uh, a little more Six Sigma peppered in there, depending on uh, what are your process problems. But with within that, I think 
um, you have the context of the lean management system, you start to learn, hey, I might need this tool. I might have to go to this uh, more often if, if process capability is, is the language that you're going to speak in and um, you're a process industry, then you're going to talk in terms of yield improvements. You're probably going to lean a little bit more to the, to the Six Sigma body of knowledge. And, and we're going to adapt that to you. But again, it's, it's about having that holistic system that is going to be throughout your uh, your organization, and and that we're going to be consistent on. So whether you're an insurance company, a healthcare organization, you know, there's there's some things that are going to be standard, which would be leadership engagement. You know, um, when you begin, we would tell you, you know, you need to start in a small cell, um, and actually put the entire system in in a small area that can serve as a place where people can go and see that uh, that system is actually working. So there's there's some constants, you know, but then within that cell, we're going to adapt and, you know, what improvements do you need versus it might be a lead time where somebody else's might be a quality issue. So we're going to adjust to that. All right. Moving from consultations, uh, you're well known for your large seminars and, and forums uh, that are I, I think are, are well attended by companies. How did you develop a culture where these companies uh, have been willing to share information? Uh, thanks for bringing that up. Our events are certainly our most outward-facing, visible benefit that, that we offer our members. Um, and what we do is try to actually not have consultants um, at our events speaking. So we ask our members to be the ones that are presenting. So we ask for, we want real companies that have solved real-world problems coming. So uh, it's not a canned pitch where they're trying to sign you up for something. It's our members coming to share, you know, this is about our journey. These are the problems that we've had. Um, we just have um, the chief technology officer for Goodyear coming in and talking about how they've applied the principles of lean in their product development process. And that has enabled them to tremendously reduce lead time in that product development process, that means you can bring a new SKU to market so much faster. I mean, think about the competitive advantage that you have as an organization. If you can go from concept to launch, you know, in half the amount of time. So right. again, it, it doesn't matter. You could be uh, an, a completely different industry and realize, okay, just by applying these principles, we've reduced lead time. So uh, we can take that idea, you know, those principles and apply it um, to other companies, you know, that, that aren't discrete manufacturing. So what do you think the other companies get as far as benefits when they're coming to these events? So certainly is the opportunity to benchmark. Okay, so, you know, how is my process relative to other companies, uh, how they create their learners, how they educate, how they solve problems? So they definitely have the opportunity to benchmark. And I also think there's, you know, sometimes that opportunity to reflect. Um, I think as leaders, sometimes we're going so fast, we forget to, to educate ourselves, you know, to keep that journey going. But also just to stop and say, what does that mean to me? You know, so what are some of the things that we can take away for our organization? 
One of our biggest events is uh, we have a three-day summit in April. It's widely attended. We have about 350 people that, that come to the summit. And what we do is encourage companies to bring teams to the summit. And then at the end, if they bring a team, we offer a facilitation to them. So we get the team together and say, okay, as a team, you saw different things, but but how did what you see relate back to your organization? And what are you going to do different on Monday, you know, as a result of this? So um, it's also, you know, creating that learning cycle that's going to go back into their organization and you know, reduce waste, improve lead times and, you know, all things that, that, that we've talked about. And I know a lot of your forums are less than half a day, so it's very easy for individuals to attend. And, and the one you, you mentioned, I know we participated last spring as one of the stops on the tours. And it, the, the tours, I think, have, are, are a help, helpful component. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we like to get out and, uh, you know, go see. So whether it's uh, a manufacturing site like Crown that's up in, in New Bremen, Ohio, or, you know, a distribution company like Cardinal Health, you, you can learn from all of those environments and, and take away and see how did they um, – implement their their lean management system and then you get to talk to the people and you see oh what did you struggle with okay um and we talked about everybody's on a different place in their journey some people have used consultants um, some people have gone it alone but to have the opportunity to talk to a vice president of manufacturing and say what worked for you you know and then where did you struggle can i learn from your struggles and that helps other people improve their journey I want to give you a, um, a little example. We had some healthcare people that were at a distribution company where um, they had problems with inbound and outbound, you know, and the teams were very segregated. So those teams through the lean management system figured out, wow, we, if we could work together and share our resources uh, we would get done sooner. We wouldn't have this overtime. People wouldn't have this us versus them. Well, this healthcare organization was able to take that idea and bring that to a surgical unit where they had the intake on patients versus um, the nurses and physicians that were handling the outtake. And they took that idea directly from the distribution company and applied those principles back into the surgical suite and were able to reduce overtime. And because it was almost the exact same situation, you know, but just changing their thinking, having stand-ups uh, throughout the day to, to share capacity. So if, if a surgical suite can take an idea from a distribution company, I know that there's, you know, just like uh, Toyota took an idea from a grocery store in 1950 to you know, create a, a, a Kanban that there's so many ideas that we can share across our industries. That's an amazing example. And I know that the one forum that, that I've gone to, there were also, um, uh, I think there was a, a faculty member who presented some um, some breaking research that was relevant to the attendees. So we have um, just a great group of researchers that are connected to our center, and and frankly, that that's so important for Ohio State University for our researchers to be connected to, you know, companies that are out there, and that improves our research question. 
So if we are connected to you and we understand the problems that you're trying to solve, that allows our, our researchers to come back and, and design their research questions so their research is going to be immediately applicable you know, to our members. Uh, we have a fantastic researcher. There's so many. I, you know, I, I hate to name names, but John Gray does uh, supply chain quality. You know, so he's actively researching in the space of uh, understanding the supply chain for pharma. And when you insource versus outsource, what is the impact on quality? So several of our member organizations are involved in that research, but he's able to translate that back so our members can benefit from what he is seeing in in the pharma industry. I didn't even think about the reciprocity of the research that uh, having the companies involved would better inform and enrich the research. Absolutely. And we have almost uh, my entire, I think not my, but the entire management science department, as well as our uh, marketing and logistics department are are active in the center, you know, so they have that opportunity to, to engage with our members and you know, that's a learning on the research, right? So as you're you're showing what's happening and members have the chance to, again, inform that. That truly makes an industry vetted. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about that. Uh, this isn't, you know, I was going to say theory and practice, you know, so we have that stamped at Fisher. Uh, when you walk into the Fisher building, it talks about theory and practice. And I think that makes something really great for us is that we have this informed research from theory, but our faculty, our students are working with these member companies with the practice side of it. So we have lots of engagement on that side. Well, you've already talked about uh, one case study. Are there any other case studies that pop out that uh, where they were participating and improved their speed to market or gained a competitive edge? Absolutely. Um, I had this one. This is a really great case study that that worked out for us. Uh, This is probably about two years ago. I was really interested, and I had other faculty members that were very interested in learning about the extended value stream. So earlier, I talked about the nodes of connection, and you think about from product and process development to within your organization. But those nodes of connection extend to suppliers. So I had two member companies, um, a a retail company and a manufacturing company that said, hey, we will work with you to create a map of this extended value stream from the retail environment back to the manufacturer. So we did quite a bit of pre-work, but we ultimately spent four days together between both organizations uh, going from the retail to the distribution companies to multiple distributors uh, back to the manufacturing organization. We, we created the map. So a big win for Ohio State was actually creating a case study that we can now use with our graduate and undergraduate students. Mm-hmm. Um, a big takeaway for me was um, the product movement was, you know, minor compared to the flow of information, you know. So it makes that real world for our students to understand. If you don't understand that uh, demand forecasting process and how that's moving through the organization, that can create a tremendous amount of waste. You know, so we don't want to just focus on product flow. We also want to focus on information flow. 
So we had a lot of learnings from from doing that case study as well as the the retail and the manufacturer. You know, great takeaways for them because they were able to see in a you know, not a hostile environment, as an environment where both of them came and said, let's learn together. You know, what are you doing that makes it difficult for me? And then what can I do to make your process better? How can I give you information so it make your processes better? Yeah, what a great collaboration. Yeah, lots of learning for, for everybody. And that's, again, coming back to what do we want from our members? Um, we want them to be learners. And we want them to, to give back like that you know, giving back, helping us write this case study, but also have an opportunity to give back with our students, you know, by coming to talk in our classes and by volunteering to uh, work on, on projects with our students. With all the consultations and the case studies that you've had over the last 15 years, what have you seen has been a major change in lean or other continuous improvement methods within uh, R&D and manufacturing? That's a great question. In 2002, we were the Center for Manufacturing Management, and we shifted to the Center for Operational Excellence, and that was that was very timely for us because uh, people outside of that traditional build space, you know, of, of product building, were starting to think about uh, the principles of lean and how do they apply in transactional processes or in accounting processes. So we've seen more transactional companies come into our mix. Um, but I can tell you, I think the, the biggest demand I see right now is actually upstream in the, the product development or the process development space. There's uh, a lot of transactional companies in Columbus, and they're doing great things in IT, you know, in terms of uh, adapting the principles to lean. And and I would tell the, the manufacturers out there that, your IT departments are probably behind, you know, adopting the principles of lean compared to what some of these transactional companies have done. Normally when people would say, you know, 10 years ago, I want to go see um, a system systematic implementation of lean, you're going to go down to Georgetown Toyota or, you know, traditional discrete manufacturing. And now I can say, wow, there's really good service companies, you know, here in Columbus, Ohio, that have adopted holistically the lean principles. So I would I think some of the manufacturing companies on the IT side, which is critical to, you know, understanding information flow and linking people, they're probably further behind now in that space. So I think they have opportunities to catch up. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, so we have one last question for you, uh, if you can uh, provide a quick answer to what would surprise listeners about the Center for Operational Excellence? You had to wrap that up. Uh, we run a big show with a small team. So behind the scenes, you know, I have a, a great team that uh, three other people that are dedicated full time to the center and everything else that uh, we do is connecting with, with faculty that, you know, are, are doing research full time. So this, this core team is, is so good about, you know, helping us connect and run events. And, you know, we use a lot of lean principles here at the COE. So if anybody wants to come to my Gemba, you're welcome to. Well, I can attest to that. Peg, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you.